Secrets rule the world. We all have them. Those dark decisions that haunt our memories and fill us with dread, regret, and discontent. Some darker, some lighter. Some of our own volition, others are forced upon us by fate or circumstance. What would you do to protect your secrets? So T, tell us, how long have secrets ruled the world? Since the beginning of time. When it comes to power, the darkest aspects and actions of human nature, D, must be explored and exploited. And I'm sure you would agree, history is full of the horrible acts that nations have committed and the pursuit of power. History is also full of the drastic actions that people have done to hide their secrets. When a nation exposes a secret, it provides a strategic advantage, D. When secrets are exposed by an individual, it absolutely breaks them. And the principal means that secrets are exposed is through espionage. In the realm of intelligence, there are two principal forms, D. Human and signals intelligence. Human intelligence is gathered through spies, where signals are gathered through communications. So tell me, D, why would somebody be motivated to become a spy? There are four major drivers behind why people commit espionage. And we will see that sometimes these drivers overlap each other. They are money, ideology, compromise, and ego. So moving on to the first one, tell us T, why would somebody become a spy for money? Money, like Secrets D, rules the world. Money doesn't buy everything but it does buy safety and freedom. Some are motivated by the luxuries, big houses, nice cars, clothes, etc. But others are motivated by the safety and security that money buys. Anyone D who's lived paycheck to paycheck can relate. Desperation can cause good people to commit absolute horrible acts, even treason. So why would somebody do it for ideology D? What would motivate them? Faith is a strong driver, as we will come to see with the Cambridge Spies, also known as the Ring of Five. People's belief system is the driver here, and the power of belief is so strong. People have been fighting for their beliefs since the beginning of time. Whether it's a better political system, a better religion, or a better way of life, nothing can stop a true believer. Why would somebody do it for compromise? We all have things, D, that we want to protect. Whether it's status, our families, our possessions. The more you have in life, the more you have to lose. Blackmail has corrupted people for generations. Those with dark secrets are easily blackmailed, especially when you threaten to expose those secrets. It's been a tool by governments and criminals organizations since time immemorial. Even in our own time, if you look close enough, D, blackmail is everywhere. So D, tell me why somebody would do it for ego. What would motivate them? Well, they say pride is the worst sin of all. It has resulted in the downfall of great nations, but also great men. And a spy, T, is no different. 
When you believe that you're the best, coupled with the narcissistic and psychopathic tendencies about winning everyone around you, it can become an internal power struggle that overcomes your best self. Some of the worst double agents fell prey to ego. This is the internal desire to become the best in your field, no matter what the cost. Then once you get there, it's a matter of maintaining your power. Consequences be damned. All right, T, why don't you cover how long human intelligence has existed for? That's easy, D. If you think about it, since the beginning of civilization, men and women, since time immemorial, have risked life and death to gather information. Through secret actions, human beings have altered the destiny of empires and the world. Some, D, you would agree, are celebrated as heroes, but others, others are condemned as traitors. The course of history has been altered more than once, D, by the information they either revealed or concealed. And that's why, in the realm of intelligence, it is described as the second oldest profession. The first story that we're going to cover, Rahab, from the Old Testament, the book of Joshua. Do you know how the story goes, D? No. Tell me. Rahab, the prostitute, hides two men who were commanded by Joshua to spy on the city. The king of Jericho, he searches the city in vain, D, but can't find them. And then one day, he questions Rahab, who lies to protect them, in return for her help. She is promised protection for herself as well as her family. The spies are successful, D, and Joshua later sieges and captures the city by having the army march around it for seven days. And do you know what happened on the seventh day, D? What happened? Through divine help, trumpets are blasted and the walls of Jericho come crumbling down. Now tell me, D, in ancient times, how did people look to the future? They looked to the future through prophecy, acts of divination, and relied heavily on the gods and spirits around them. Absolutely. The consulting of priests and oracles was common day practice in civilizations from China to Latin America to Europe to basically all over the world. Mm -hmm. During this time, the great military strategist Sun Tzu rejected this tradition by stating that foreknowledge cannot be gotten by ghosts and spirits, cannot be had by analogy or found out by a calculation. It must be attained from people. And since ancient times, as you can see, D, espionage has played a prominent role on the world stage. Do you know how long signals intelligence has been a part of human history, D? No. How long? Since people discovered writing. As soon as people started sending letters and correspondence, D, they realized that their letters were susceptible to theft and forgery. So the main way of hiding communications and encrypting them was through ciphers. And one of the earliest pioneers, D, was Julius Caesar. He discovered what was known as Greek cipher. How this worked, D, is you take one letter, for example, A in the alphabet, and you would substitute it with D. And that was the main way of hiding communications until a thousand years later, in the House of Wisdom in Baghdad, Al-Kindi discovered the frequency principle. And wow. you know what the frequency principle is? No, tell me. Basically, how it works is that some letters are more common than others. It happens that in the English language, 
that E is the most common letter. Wow. Espionage has been a part of the human experience for thousands of years. So tell me, D, there have been many spies throughout history. Tell me about some of the more famous ones. Female by the name of Margaretha Gertruda McLeod, and she was just an ordinary girl. How ordinary? So painstakingly ordinary that she came to loathe herself as well as her appearance. She was initially from the Netherlands, and because her husband's position was that of the Dutch colonial army captain, she ends up moving with him to Indonesia, where she fell in love with the Indonesian culture and came to join her first exotic dance group. It was here that she picked up the dancing skills which she would later perform in France under her stage name, Mata Hari. Tell me about Mata Hari. Unfortunately, as a result of her husband's drunken abusiveness, she eventually left him after his position both of her children were poisoned in an assassination attempt. That's horrible. It was horrible. What happened was, they believe it was one of their local houseworkers that poisoned her children with syphilis, which ended up taking the life of her young son, and eventually, due to the complications from it, it took the life of her daughter at age 21. This eventually triggered her to leave her husband and she recreated herself and her identity in the form of a Javanese princess, where, when she finally arrived in Europe, through the exotic Eastern dances that she had learned in Indonesia, she became a courtesan to the social elites of society as she elevated what was once her menial life into extraordinary life. Although her fame was unfortunately short-lived because as her youth and beauty faded away, her fame went with it. So what became of Mata Hari? Well, she was able to forge enough connections as a courtesan that this led to undercover work for the Germans as a spy during World War One. And what kind of information did she pass on to the Germans? Secret operations of the French, what they were planning on doing to the Germans, and it was this that got her caught up, because the French eventually found out, and when they did, they put her on trial for her treason. And because she was a courtesan, she had access, basically, to all the nobility and elites of Europe at the time. Yes. She was able to find out where the operations were being held, when they were going to hold attacks on the German people, and this is essentially what led to her outcome. How did Mata Hari get caught? It was through the communications that she was passing to the Germans where the French were able to intercept the communications and used it as evidence against her in her trial for treason. Was she found guilty? She was ultimately found guilty and sentenced to death by a firing squad. On the day where she was put to death, it is said that the soldiers hand her a blindfold because that was customary for the time. But she declined it, and instead, when they opened fire, she blew them a kiss. Another famous spy D is Aldrich Ames. He worked for the CIA for over 30 years, and was always seen as high risk because of his character and his absolute love for alcohol. There are stories that one time at a CIA picnic, 
he lost operational documents. Later on in life, like many do, he went through an identity crisis where he questioned himself and his motivations. That is when he turned into a double agent for the Soviet Union and later for Russia for nine years. During his reign, working for the Soviets, he passed on thousands and thousands of documents to them and exposed over 100 Allied operations in the Soviet Union, as well as the identities of over 30 American and Allied spies. Wow. In return, he was taken care of. He received over $4 million for the information, and he spent it on a lavish lifestyle. At first, the CIA didn't suspect him and thought his money was coming from his new wife, who was a Colombian woman who was helping him spy for the Soviets. Eventually, his actions resulted in the death of 10 spies. This is when the CIA realized there was a mole within their operations and started to look directly at Ames. Finally, in 1994, they arrested Ames in front of his red Jaguar that he had purchased with the money given to him by his Soviet handlers. Tell me another spy story. This is a story about a spy whose ego got a little too big for his britches. His name is Robert Hansen, and he was initially an FBI agent where he worked there for 10 years. Now, this man was a great agent. He was meticulous, he was calculating in everything that he did. And by day, he presented himself as a devout man of religion and devout husband to his wife. But by night, he carried on a double life. By night, he was creating sex tapes, courting concubines, and then actually bragging about his deviance to his colleagues. Now, during that time, he also went through an identity crisis, much like Ames did. And this is when he decided to switch sides. So tell me, Pete, what did he do? Well, his motivations were a little bit different than Ames. It wasn't money. But for him, he wanted to see if he could just get away with it. This guy had an ego that was so bloated by the life he led undercover and the accomplishments that he was able to achieve, he needed to make his genius known. And over the course of his time working for the Soviets, he delivered millions of documents to his handlers that exposed nuclear arms operations, intelligence, and signals and communication systems that were used by the United States. So in addition to costing the United States billions of dollars in having to restructure these nuclear arms programs as well as these communication systems in order to prevent further sabotage by the Soviets, he also cost them the life of two spies. Wow. Now, the intelligence the Soviets gained on these systems were all a product of Hansen's intelligence that he gave them. And he was so careful in his dealings that neither his Soviet handlers nor the United States initially suspected him. The FBI had thought that it was their internal communication systems that was causing problems and leaking documents to the Soviets. So how did Hansen get caught? Well, what eventually happened was 
there was a Soviet spy who gave him up to the United States. Okay. And Hansen was actually arrested in 2001 at the very last dead drop he would ever do. And what is a dead drop? A dead drop is where a human's intelligence officer will leave information for one of their handlers to pick up. That only them and their handlers know where that secret location is and what to look out for. So what became Robert Hansen? On the day that they went to arrest him, he actually said to the agents who were arresting him, what took you so long? And if he hadn't been caught, his undercover pro and genius would never have been realized. So for a man like Hansen, that was too much. He needed to be recognized for all of the genius that he put in to his life as a spy. As we can see from the last three stories, people are motivated to commit espionage for a variety of reasons, but perhaps the strongest is through the power of belief. A group of five individuals who all came from elite British families that attended Cambridge, where they were expected to assume leadership roles after graduation, were instead recruited as Soviet spies. They chose to spy for the Soviet Union because they truly believed that Marxism was the only political ideology that could overcome the deficiencies of both capitalism and fascism. This recruitment occurred at a time in history where there was no other alternative. The most famous of the five, Kim Philby, said that he was going to fight for the winning side. Philby dedicated himself to the Soviet cause and further said that, I regarded then, as I do now, that the Soviet Union is the inner fortress of the world. However, these spies scared even their own Soviet handlers because of their beliefs. Ideology tends to make the worst type of spy because of the probability of them going rogue tends to remain the highest. These spies are often the most predisposed to do whatever it takes to follow their belief systems, even if that means turning on their own handlers. There is often a war of identities that takes place within all spies, stemming from taking on a multitude of identities in the field. It can be difficult to find or hold on to one's true self. Whether we read from Philby or later spies such as Aldrich Ames, Robert Hansen, or Amaryllis Fox, they all go through an identity crisis where they can no longer determine or separate their real identity from their aliases. They become lost in the world of espionage that they started off fighting so ardently for. What they once believed to be true is sometimes found out to be the ultimate lie.